God bless you this 18th of August, 2019. This is Pastor Vincent with the new podcast. I promise to continue and complete our previous episode from Romans 8. Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no adjudging guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus, who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, not what the flesh dictates, but after the dictates of the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit. So therefore, there is now no condemnation, no adjudging guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus, who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, has freed me from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law could not do. Its power being weakened by the flesh, the entire nature of man without the Holy Spirit. So he sent his own son in the guise of sinful flesh as an offering for sin. God condemned sin in the flesh, subdued, overcame, deprived it of its power over all who accept that sacrifice. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was sacrificed as the Passover, final Passover lamb on the altar, the cross, at Passover day to condemn sin in the flesh, to overcome it, to take the judgment of sin through being sacrificed to death because that is the wages of sin. The wages of sin is death. So Jesus Christ was sacrificed to death. He took the death penalty to take the judgment of sin, death upon himself, that those who accept that sacrifice, that believe and accept it, and they are different, believe and accept that sacrifice. For them he has replaced. So he died in our stead, in our place, so that we don't have to die, so that we don't have to be judged with the wages of sin, death, 
but that we can have everlasting life. Because that same Jesus, hallelujah, rose on the third day to live forevermore, to be the firstborn, to be the first fruit, rather, Praise God. That's how powerful and important I'll carry on. That was just the first three verses of Romans 8. It deals with condemnation. It deals again with having to die to the dictates of the flesh. We are not to live <coughs> being dictated by the flesh, the will of the flesh, the desire of the flesh, what the mind wants, what the body wants. No, but we are to be living in a way that is dictated by the Holy Spirit. And verse 4 so that the righteousness, so that the righteous and just requirement of the law might be fully met in us who live and move not in the ways of the flesh, but in the ways of the spirit. Our lives governed not by the standard and according to the dictates of the flesh, but controlled by the Holy Spirit. So the way... The only way to victoriously live a life that is in right standing with the Lord is to daily rely, to constantly rely, to always rely, every day, every moment, relying on the Holy Spirit and being controlled by the Holy Spirit, not by the flesh. For those who are according to the flesh and are controlled by its unholy desires, set their minds on and pursue those things which gratify the flesh, which give pleasure to the flesh. But those who are according to the Holy Spirit and are controlled by the desires of the Holy Spirit, set their minds on and seek those things which gratify the Holy Spirit. One way of checking that in your life is whatsoever it is, let's ask the question, does this gratify? Does this bring honor and pleasure to the Holy Spirit? Or does this bring pleasure to the flesh? If I do this, who's going to get gratified? The flesh? Self? It's unholy desires? Or the Holy Spirit? Now the mind of the flesh, verse 6, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit is death. Death that compromises all the miseries arising from sin, both here and hereafter. But the mind of the Holy Spirit is life 
and peace, both now and forever. That's because the mind of the flesh, which is carnal thoughts and purposes, is hostile to God. For it does not submit itself to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And this is important to understand. It cannot. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version now because I want to get a really deep um, understanding and, and, and you to be edified by what the Lord is saying. It cannot. So the mind of the flesh, which it's with its carnal thoughts and purposes, is hostile to God. For why is it hostile to God? Why is it the enemy of God? Because it does not submit itself to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. So it's hostile to God, it's enemy of God, because it the fleshly mind cannot submit to God's law. So then those who are living in the who are living the life of the flesh, catering to the appetites and impulses of their carnal nature, cannot please or satisfy God or be acceptable to him. But you are not living the life of the flesh, you are living the life of the spirit. If the Holy Spirit of God really dwells within you, verse 9, directs and controls you, but if anyone does not possess the Holy Spirit of Christ, he is none of his, he does not belong to Christ, is not truly a child of God. Strong language. So let's go there again. I don't want anybody to think... God is condemning you, but God is teaching you how to continually be acceptable to him. And that there is a big difference because the, the scripture that comes to mind, of course, is that the warning from the gospel that I want to get it right. It talks about they have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. A form of godliness is deceiving. A form of godliness is a religious appearing and even a godly appearing, because of course there's many religions, but they that have a form of godliness are people that look like followers of Jesus Christ, that look like children of God, born again of the Spirit. But they are not because they deny the power thereof. And if you were to look at the power of God, you'll find out that it's the preaching of the cross that is the power of God. And the cross in our daily life means 
death to self, death to the desires of the flesh. So in this warning of verse 10, Romans 8, first it says, to those that are born again of the Spirit of God, but you are not living the life of the flesh, you are living the life of the Spirit. If the Holy Spirit of God really dwells within you, directs and controls you, then you are living the life of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. But if anyone does not possess the Holy Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his, capital H, he does not belong to Christ. He does not belong to Jesus and is not truly a child of God. That's that form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. The power of God is also the Holy Spirit. They received power and the Holy Ghost came upon them. And you cannot live acceptable to God without living in the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Does it mean that you can't... Does it mean that you will not make a mistake? Does it mean that you will not commit sin ever. Well, the Bible is very clear that there is not one righteous, no, not one, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And it is impossible to be perfect because only the Lord Jesus Christ is perfect. And even in the flesh, as for that dispensation of time was perfect. Nobody else will. But it means that you are led by, controlled by, directed by the Holy Spirit and not by the flesh. And therefore, those that have the Holy Spirit, if there is temptation, if there is sin, there is the immediate conviction that comes only from the Holy Spirit, for the Holy Spirit is to convict of sin, judgment, and righteousness. And nobody else will do that. The Holy Ghost alone will judge and convict of sin, judgment, and righteousness. That's why you can preach till kingdom come, but if the Holy, to people, but if the Holy Spirit is not, because of whatever reason, able to convict them of sin, judgment, and righteousness, because of their heart and heart, whatever it may be, then there will be no fruit. Because they're are not being convicted of sin, judgment, and righteousness. So the born-again Christian, filled with the Holy Spirit, having the Holy Spirit living in them, are continually, constantly convicted by the Holy Spirit of sin, judgment, and righteousness.
and will therefore not fall into sin. And if there is a mistake, there will be the conviction of the Holy Spirit in repentance. And this again teaches us that we daily rely on the Holy Spirit. Daily, hourly, decision by decision, minute by minute, second by second. It is a ongoing, continual process. The way we live as a born again child of God. I won't be much longer, but in order to, episode one was very powerful as we dealt with the end of chapter eight of Romans. That the Holy Spirit aids us, comes to our aid, to our help. Very important. Very important. So if, 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 this, if this is reiterating anything, if this is edifying you, it's about your need of the Holy Spirit and your that it is imperative for you to rely and lean all the time on the Holy Spirit, every day. That you can't do a day without. But if Christ lives in you, verse 10, then although your natural body is dead by reason of sin and guilt, the Spirit is alive because of the righteousness that He imputes to you. If Christ lives in you, then although your natural body is dead, but not physically dead, only by reason of sin and guilt, but the Spirit is alive because of righteousness that He, the Lord, imputes to you. When the Word of God talks about dead Only you have to ask the question and then the Word of God answers the question. So what is dead or why is somebody dead? Because he's dead of sin. But the Lord quickens and resurrects that state of deadness to life in Christ. So in sin and trespasses, a person is in a state of deadness that's spiritually dead. And if there is no repentance, then it will, it will just continue into eternal death. It's a terrible thing to have to quickly think about, but it's a terrible truth. The Word of God, the Bible tells us that we are dead in sin and trespasses. And therefore we need to be quickened, brought to life, resurrected through Christ. And that's why he is the first fruit of the resurrection. 
You get it now? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because it Romans 8 it emphasized that the gospel and that, that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was sacrificed to death. But three days later, he was risen. Praise the Lord. He rose from the dead. He was resurrected from the dead. Now, we are first dead in sin and trespasses. Until we are born again, that means when we are then resurrected by the Lord Jesus Christ, the first fruit to be resurrected, we now can then be resurrected by accepting the sacrifice. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And living accordingly so. Then we are resurrected from the state of death through sin and trespasses. Resurrected, quickened, resurrected by the Lord Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then we are alive in Christ. We were dead and now we are alive through the born again. Through accepting, believing, surrendering a life in Christ. And that is eternal life where there is no more death. And when that doesn't happen, then death becomes eternal death. For there are two eternities. One is an eternity of death, which does not mean to stop existing. That's not what death is. That's the secular, deceptive interpretation of death. That death means it's the end of existence. No, that is not the truth. And may I remind you that is the truth that sets you free, that makes you free. The truth is that death is an eternal state of torment. When the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is not accepted, when there is no repentance, And the other eternity is eternal life. And that's the very reason of this terrible sacrifice that the Father allowed the Lord Jesus to go through, His Son, to die on a cross. Terrible death. To take the death penalty so that He can give eternal life. And that's what the Lord wants. That's what the Father wants. That's what God wants. For the will of God is for none. For the will of God is not slack, as some men count slack, but is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish into that eternal death, but have everlasting life.
willing that all should repent. That's the will of God. If the Spirit of Him, so verse 11, if the Spirit of Him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, if the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost, who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, lives in you, then He, Jesus, who raised, no, then He, the Holy Spirit, who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead, will also restore to life your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. He will restore to life your mortal bodies as well. So then, brethren, we are debtors, but not to the flesh. We are not obligated to our carnal nature. To live, we are debtors. To live a life ruled by the standards set up by the dictates, we are not to be dictated by the flesh. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Mortify means to kill, to crucify. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Verse 14, and that's a wonderful... Um, Near, near closure. I've just switched back to the King James Version, the authorized version. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. Sons and daughters. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Holy Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. See, children, sons and daughters. We are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. That's the gospel. Hallelujah. That we be glorified together. I pray that every word falls on good ground and brings forth a harvest of blessing in your life. May you lean on the Holy Spirit every day. May you lean on the Holy Spirit every decision. May your speech be seasoned with grace because of the Holy Spirit. May your answers be full of wisdom because of the Holy Spirit. May you shine with the glory of the Lord's light because of the Holy Spirit. 
May you be peculiar and different because of the Holy Spirit. May you be victorious because of the Holy Spirit. May you be prayerful because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit directs you, dictates you, rules and reigns. May you be daily on your knees. And pray. So the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. This is going deeper in the word of God. With Pastor Vincent. I hope this has edified you. And you have learned. If you like this. And you know this will be a blessing to others. Then please share this any information and how to support what we do as a ministry, as an evangelist. Just go to the website, pastorvincent.com. I look forward to the next podcast and um, feel free to comment. God bless you.